So you know what that means. It is now time for our all girls round table. Now, previously, this episode once a month was called Sugar, Spice, and Everything Conspiracy. I decided to mix things up and rename these segments Conspiracy Sleepover. Because let's be honest, it's shorter and it's way more fitting considering it is a no boys allowed, one of a kind conspiracy experience. And although the name has changed, the explosive energy has not. I have some absolutely incredible ladies on tonight. We have Rosie from the Upstate Unconventional Podcast, Jen from Legit Bat Podcast, and Teresa from the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. And we're bringing in the month of December with the true conspiracy Christmas spirit. That's right. We're talking Krampus, the commercialization of the holiday. And pagan traditions. So, of course, this one is super fun. And I've included the links for each and every lady that I had on tonight in the show notes. So check them out. Show them some Christmas love. And I just have to say, I can't start off the season without National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Fun fact, there's 
quite a few scenes in that movie where Chevy Chase opens like a little door on the calendar and it's like a little house and there's a picture of a lady and it'll be like December 4th and then he opens another door and it's like December 10th. I went searching for that motherfucker and guess what? Prove me wrong. Etsy and like six other websites offer this Christmas advent calendar for the low, low price of $3,000. My heart was broken. I want one so bad I can taste it. But you can miss me with that bullshit. But if anyone is looking for a last minute Christmas gift for me, I love an authentic National Lampoon's Christmas Advent Calendar. (laughs) But no, for real, it's the only Christmas movie I cannot go without. And on that note, I do love Polar Express. Fuck Tom Hanks. And I also love The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I also watch that every year. There's a new one, I think, on Disney Plus this year. They're reviving a lot of the old classics, just like Hocus Pocus 2, that we all asked for, and then we're sorry we did. But yeah, this is a really awesome episode. If you love what we do, leave a five-star review and join us now as we deck our halls with halls. Come Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Fixing and fixing and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sugar Spice and Everything Conspiracy, the best fucking roundtable you will ever hear. Now, I came up with the name Sugar Spice and Everything Conspiracy on a whim, and it was really fast. And I just came up with it because I was like, it's girls, we're talking conspiracy. We are sweet, but we're also spicy. So that's how I came up with the name, but this will be the first episode where I came up with the new name for the All Girls Roundtable, which is Conspiracy Sleepover, because that's exactly what it feels like when all of us girls get together. It's very much like telling spooky stories around a campfire kind of feeling. So this will be the renamed Sugar Spice and Everything Conspiracy, it is now Conspiracy Sleepover. And I have my best girls with me tonight. I got Rosie from the Upstate Unconventional Podcast. Rosie, how are you? Oh my goodness, I am honored to be here at the sleepover with you ladies tonight. So excited. are here. Yes. we have Jen from Legit Fat. Podcast. How are you, Jen? 
I am so good. Thank you so much. I am so excited. I have my best comfies on. I have my hat and my comfy flannel for the sleepover. I'm good to go. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And Teresa from Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. How you doing, sister? I am good. What is up? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's going to be great because uh, I like to do themes. So this conspiracy sleepover is going to be the first one in december and you know what's around the corner is christmas so i want to talk about christmas heresies as jen put it (laughs) (laughs) so i want to first touch on what was the most memorable part for you as a kid growing up like what's a great christmas memory that you guys have Jen, did you do like, are you like that mom that just goes way over and beyond trees everywhere, gingerbread houses? Are you that person? I wish I was. I am not. I do have a Christmas tree and we decorate it with lights and we just bought our house a couple years ago. So I was stoked to be able to put lights on the house for the first time in my life. But that's kind of where it ends. All of my friends are way better at Having each theme, you know, or uh, all the decorations for every theme for every season of the year and every holiday, and I'm just that friend that doesn't have that. But uh, I, I love decorating the Christmas tree, and I keep it up until almost February. Um, but yeah, I love Christmas. That was my favorite holiday. We had a big family, not huge, but there were four mm-hmm. kids and my parents, and my mom loved Christmas, so we did all of the Christmas stuff. I've even been caroling before. Super oh lame. Highly God. do not recommend. Um, I'm from New England, though, which is very traditional. So in New England, that's what we did. We did caroling. We went to a Christmas party every Christmas Eve and exchanged lots of presents because that's the true spirit of Christmas, right? Never went to church, though. So that was cool, too. Yeah, so it's like Norman Rockwell a little bit, actually caroling. I never went caroling. It was like in Cleveland, it was like the snow was so piled up high. You'd have to swim to your neighbor's yard to carol. But like, yeah, yeah. No, it's idyllic, really. And there's so many Christmas movies I love, too. But I mean, Rosie, what about you? I grew up in a very Italian household and Christmas was very important. We did the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. um, And I, to me, Christmas Eve was more special than actual Christmas day mm-hmm. in my house. That's like when we exchange gifts with my family and stuff like that. Um, again, and a big feast. It was, it's very food based my Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then Christmas day, it was always great. Of course, Santa showed up and then family would come over again later on. But Christmas Eve was like really the heart of the holiday. And I try to do that. I instill that like with my kids as much as I can. And it's very, again, like more food based and like, what can we make rather than like, I don't like to go out buying a lot of stuff. Right. You yeah. And I, mean? I like that too, because I, my, one of my love languages is food. Mm-hmm. So if you feed me something, I'll love you. And that's just it. And like, my husband's family even knows when I come over for Christmas, they have certain things that they prepare just for me the way I like them. And that's how they get on my good side. Yes. Um, <laughs> eggs, yeah, I love it all. Well played. Christmas ham, a little bit of sugar glaze on it. Ooh, girls. Mm. I'm getting fired up over here. Teresa. 
Um, you know what? I'm actually not a huge Christmas person. I like it for sure. But here, so I'm Canadian, right? So mm-hmm. we have our Christmas and Thanksgiving separate, like far farther apart. Our Thanksgiving is the beginning of October. So I actually love Thanksgiving so much better because it's just like one meal, one weekend, it's done. It's just food. There's no presents involved. Now that I enjoyed Christmas as a kid for sure. And similar to Rosie, like super food based because I'm Italian. Same on Christmas Eve, lots of fish. Linguini with clams is like ingrained in my memory. My mom <laughs> making it so good. Mm. It's it's awesome. However, as a mother, I have to say Christmas is very stressful. Like making the magic happen yes. is like, <laughs> whoa. So I'm not that much about it, honestly. I keep it very low key. And, you know, the last few years getting deeper into rabbit holes and whatnot, I've dialed back on the material aspect of Christmas a lot. I never really emphasized it, but now I've scaled way back and we try to make it more, you know, about other people. Service and, and giving. family and yes. like just being together, not so much like what did this person buy me totally. kind of thing. Yeah. And I also just want to say, because I want to keep it kind of lighthearted before I jump into like the um, devils and demons. So uh, <laughs> have you ever guys been to like a office Christmas party and you like exchange names or whatever? And you get the name of somebody you don't really fucking know. So you all have like three things you can do. Starbucks gift card, a fucking basket of shitty soaps they'll never use from Walmart. Or <laughs> you can do like Bath and Body Works candle or something like that. And I, I'm always the person who puts a lot of thought into the gifts I get for my coworker, even if I don't know them very well. I might like snoop around their cubicle and be like, oh, I think she really likes this. And then I'll like go and try to get him like a nice gift. And I'm always the person who gets a knife set. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I don't cook. Like I do nothing with knives. But I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome though. At least it's practical. It's something useful. (laughs) Or it was like a re-gift. You know, like what the heck? (laughs) These knives. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys seen Cabinet of Curiosities, the Guillermo del Toro horror shorts that just came out? No, no. but I watched one called Holidays. So Is there's that- one called The Outside that's about, I won't give it away. So these these shorts aren't great. I do love Guillermo del Toro, but they're not, they're kind of gratuitously gory and silly. But the one episode, I believe it's number four called The Outside. This girl goes to a holiday Christmas party invited by her coworkers, and she's totally the outcast. She's like really nerdy looking and she's like, I don't know what to do. And she gets the person whose name she picks is like, you know, the prettiest girl at work. And it's the one who the party's at, you know, her house. And she I don't want to give it away. Just go watch it because she gets her the best thing. But it's really well thought out. And she she makes it herself. That's all I'll say. Oh. Oh my god. Is it a scary or is it just heartfelt? Um the end is scary. I think I ended up thinking the whole episode was heartfelt. I mean, I can wreck it for you guys if you want, but the whole thing is about how she doesn't feel pretty and th- there's this lotion called Aloe Glow and that's what all the ladies use. They put Aloe Glow all over their faces and she's super highly allergic to it and has this crazy reaction and they're like it's just working. Just keep using it. Keep using it. And her husband the whole time is like, 
honey, you're beautiful. It's fine. But he's kind of like not paying attention to her either. And she's super into hunting. So what she does for this lady is, all right, I'll ruin the fucking show. She goes and she <laughs> shoots a duck. She's into taxidermy. She shoots this beautiful mallard and she takes all the, you know, gizzards out and she stuffs it and sets it up and gives it to this lady for Christmas. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Here's your aloe glow. So the girl's like whole face ends up falling off and she turns into this absolutely gorgeous chick. Like by the end, she is perfect and beautiful, but she's like hollow from the inside at this point. Oh. And the beginning, it's this beautiful person, but she was just super self-conscious. And then at the end, she's this like shallow husk of a person who's like super popular and all the ladies love her. It's a great episode. Oh. It's probably the only one I liked, but uh Excellent. Check it out. Oh, so interesting. The life lessons on us, Jen. Mm-hmm. I Go like deep. that. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, though, like there's some people out here, and I know because I used to be one, like back in the day, like at school, you know, maybe your family doesn't have a ton of money, but you have to buy that other kid the present or whatever at the gift exchange. So I do think there's a lot of emphasis on like what, how great of a gift they got you or you're going to get them. So everybody's like, oh my God, they got them that. Wow. So getting back to more like the spiritual aspect of what Christmas was supposed to be, I think in a way, even some of the pagan traditions were not necessarily that sinister, but we've kind of twisted them to make them sinister. And Rosie, you can probably touch on this, but where do we get mistletoe from? Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, some of the stuff that I had already known, and then I kind of obviously did a little bit more research on that. It's funny because I agree with you on that because there's such a bad rap when you hear like, oh, that's a pagan tradition. Like, you know, don't touch that. But it's actually, they're very simple and some of them are very heartfelt. So like the gift, I'm going to just get into the gift giving real quick. Mm-hmm. That was a thing, but that was just to show love, prosperity, and for the bounty of obviously the growing season for the next year. And it was a, vi- they, they paid very much attention to make it a very small, very heartfelt gift when you gave somebody a gift during the season of solstice. So it wasn't like what it has turned into today, you know, mm-hmm. it was all about like, love and prosperity for your family and everyone in your village, things like that, you know, like community-based let's thrive, you know, sorry, a little. Um, yeah, and it was like, they were they were giving each other like bananas and shit. It, yeah. Buying each other a Lexus. They weren't buying each <laughs> Like those fucking car commercials where it's like the husband drives up and there's a bow around the car. Worst. Nobody's doing that. No, no. Nobody's no, fucking no. doing that. Do you know anybody who's gotten a car for Christmas? Maybe the rare, rarely. I mean, once, like with maybe the bow once. and the whole like display and all of that. Yeah, no, it's not very common. No. <laughs> That's for sure. It's like what Rosie was saying is, if you're gonna have like, okay, well, it's the harvest and we have a harvest or whatever, I'm gonna put like a little cornucopia together and take it to my neighbor just to show like offer. Hey, we're being neighborly, and here's some of what you know I have. We'll share it with you. And now it's about. Who can spend the most money and still be able to recover the next month? Because I don't get an extra paycheck in December. Okay. I'm living like 
X amount on my budget or else I'm fucking screwed the rest of the month. So you don't get extra money in December to spend on Christmas gifts, but yet we do it. And I think, go ahead, Rosie, and finish what you were going to say. It was more about the community aspect. Yeah, I feel like, it, it. you know, it's more heartfelt and like, you know, um, you would give like nuts, <laughs> you know what I mean? Berries, like, you know, you'd, um, yeah, you, that, that's what it was. And it was, you're, you're hoping that your whole community or your village back then would thrive because that's what it was all about, you know? So I think there was more of like a sweeter sentiment back in the day. You know, yeah, I with too. these pagan traditions that, again, are so twisted. Mm-hmm. And some of them are, for sure. Um, but, like, the mistletoe, it depends on where we're going with that. Like, the Romans, they did use mistletoe as, like, an actual fertility situation. So, like, you would hang mistletoe in your house or wherever, and you would actually have sex under it, the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Where now we've turned it into a kiss right so a kiss is just showing love and luck for this like couple but back then they would like do everything you can imagine you know under the mistletoe for saturn the god saturn because and that's where it gets sinister but i'm gonna i don't want to i won't go there yet but (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i was gonna say because we now see it as like oh give a little peck on the cheek or whatever this is and then back then they were like oh we really want to have a baby so we're gonna put our little mistletoe for like good fertility luck and then there was another aspect of it where it was kind of like a ritual yeah (laughs) we're gonna get into that too but the druids, I have to just, I'll, I'll end it with this, with the mistletoe. They actually, at the time of war, if two enemies came together under mistletoe or round mistletoe, they would drop their weapons and come to a truce, which mm-hmm. I thought was a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a peace and a truce situation. Yeah. And the thing about it too, and you guys can agree or disagree with me, but it's like, if you take any object, you can use it for a positive reason or a negative reason like you can use astrology for positive or you can use astrology for like negative stuff same same with numerology you can use numbers in a positive way or you can use it in a negative way like a negative way would be like having c-sections on certain dates so your child could be born a demon or like whatever those rituals are that they get onto. so you take something like a dandelion mistletoe any of these herbs that could be used for just something medicinal or good luck or whatever we use crystals all the time you know or at least i use some crystals for like protection whatever these are like positive aspects but then you always dig a little bit deeper and then there's this whole other darker layer that's also (laughs) involved with some of this stuff but that makes me think of santa versus Krampus and I know a couple of you guys looked into that so I mean Jen you have like a fun story about Krampus well Krampus kind of accompanied Saint Nick they went together they were like hanging out together so I found a little tradition in Germany where they they run through the streets and they basically get 
So it says it involves alcohol. So some people dressed as Krampus and they scare people who are watching and sometimes they chase them kind of like a haunted house or something. Basically, they get drunk, dress up and scream and run through the streets, which I thought sounded fantastic. And I would love to go if anyone knows where that's being held <laughs> and how much it costs. Please reach out. The Krampus beer crawl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't they still do that in Germany? I think they do. Maybe you should. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. where I found it. Yeah, the Krampus run. It's called the Krampus run. The so Krampus it's kind of, run. Oh, it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like German, I think it's, it's like Krampus Luft or something. Yeah. Krampus Luft. <laughs> but then, Teresa, what would be, like, the origin story? So, I listened to a few different things and researched it a little bit. And it just seems to be this, like amalgamation of mythology has come into this creature called Krampus. Like there's not really like a specific pinpoint other than German tradition. Uh, some people are saying it relates back actually closer to Norse God Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, I which I thought, was, I thought was interesting also. Um, and Odin is often depicted like caped, almost like some of the old St. Nick depictions, you know, like, like more traditional kind of St. Nicholas with the cape and the mm-hmm. long white beard um odin though also has like one eye covered so i've never seen a santa like that um traditionally but krampus i thought was interesting like jen said not only was he like this half goat half demon character so he's like a satyr yeah in like greek mythology with like um hooved feet and horns on his head um but he traveled like as a companion of saint nick which i didn't realize actually i was like ah. Which is a theme for me lately, because I'm kind of changing my view, not changing my view, but progressing my view on evil and its purpose in the world. And mm-hmm. it's very much like an accelerator of good, I find. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't like, I was like, I, normally I'd probably look at Krampus and be like, that's demonic and, you know, to heck with that or whatever. But I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Because so the idea of Krampus is to, you know, keep children in line and how that's we sort. exactly how yeah. I have sort of like this mythology of like, well, if you don't, if you're not good, Krampus is going to come beat you or even worse, yeah. take you into the woods and you won't be seen again. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's it so dark. Like, okay. <laughs> I think me and you read the same story because it was, the name comes from the German word, which was basically like Krampen, which means claw. So yes. they tell kids, if you're good, you'll get presents from saint nick but if you're bad krampus will rip you into shreds and turn you into a fucking confetti and there'll just be blood and guts everywhere right pretty good motivation for someone like you and i to not be an ass all year totally and then it just made me think like is our modern day depiction of santa claus an amalgamation of of saint nick and krampus in one kind of two-faced figure Because Santa always takes inventory if you are naughty or nice, right? So he's kind of doing, like, dual duty, I suppose. And almost like a a Janus figure. Like, is he good? Is he bad? Like, I'm not sure. Right? I think Krampus was freaking the fuck out of people. And, I mean, you guys can agree or not. But I feel like they were like, let's let's tone down the beatings and the kidnappings and the torture and the eating kids alive part and oh wait beating them with sticks and branches yeah so we'll tone on down on that <laughs> um 
And then basically what they've done is Coca-Cola created Santa Claus. Because up until the 1930s, you had Saint Nick. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the image of Santa Claus, our modern day version of Santa Claus with the red coat and the white beard, was developed by Coca-Cola to sell Coca-Cola. So it was never red, right? It was like a green, more earthy type of pagan. He had herbs and like leaves. And he was very Father Christmassy. He stepped out of the woods and he was like a log cabin looking motherfucker with like a axe and like a bag of toys. Coca-Cola made him red and white and had him drinking a Coke with red and white. And the Coke is like red and white. So Santa Claus is now like a mascot for Coca-Cola. Basically. And, I mean, what do you guys think about that? That's crazy. I mean, I, I did, I, I skimmed over that and I didn't get into it, but I was like, did I just read that right? I don't know if I want to hear about that. Because <laughs> thinking about that, we're, this is all about Coca-Cola? Like, is this what we're doing now? It's like, mm -hmm. this whole thing is crazy, but yeah, I mean, and I heard that Odin was like the original, like OG Santa. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, what I thought was really cool, he had a, a horse that had eight legs. So it's, it's reminiscent of like the reindeer, right? And then he would fly through the skies and then the kids would fill their booties with a carrots and straw for Odin's horse. And that then they, makes so much they would be, yeah. And then, so I mean, he's still flying through the sky, but you know, they're worshiping sort of like Odin, right? But he would leave them their goodies or whatever. But yeah, sorry if I went off on a little. No, that's good. That's on that, good. but yeah. That's what I have too is it was kind of more like um how we leave cookies and like reindeer food or whatever if you're yeah. really extra reindeer chow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were literally that's what the whole stockings thing was was I'll just put some little carrots and some straw for the for the horse. And right. I don't know where we get Rudolph. I should have looked into that. That's my bad. But I did see that the whole Father Christmas, uh, St. Nicholas, was actually a patron saint of children, the poor and prostitutes. And he was a real motherfucker that lived around the 4th century A.D. And he was a bishop. And he was known for giving gifts to the poor. And the prostitutes, apparently. So, I again, you can take something like that that's really loving and, like, selfless and turn it into um, a Coca-Cola mascot that <laughs> buys their wives' lectuses for Christmas. Well, you know what I thought was interesting, too? Um, how, Jen, you brought up, like, the Krampus run, right? So, St. Nick's feast day is December 6th, Okay. Krampus night is December 5th. So I thought it was interesting how it was like the precursor to the like dark day was the precursor to like the day of light, I would say, like the good day, let's say for argument's sake. Just like Halloween. We have Halloween before All Saints Day, which is the next day. That's All Hallows Eve leads into a holy day. Krampus night leads into a holy day. So it's like these, they travel in pairs you these days. Just blew my yep. 
Saints Day. Yeah, All Saints Day is uh, November 1st. And then All Souls Day is November 2nd. That's why it was called All Hallows Eve, because it's the eve of a holy day. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? So this whole time, people talking about, like, the dead spirits and all this, is this really, like, is that for real about the that's, dead spirits? And Yeah, that's for real. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Why have yeah, they man. like jack o' lanterns and stuff and like candy and because they they Coca Cola it. <laughs> they Coca Cola it. They Twizzler and Snicks. They, they, they commercialized it, right? Which is what yeah. they've done, you know, with every holiday, like even Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is uh, about saying Valentine. That's a whole other show, right? But, right. Yeah. Right, yeah, they like commercialize. The holidays they make too. They make uh, sweet sweetest day. I think that's a Midwestern thing. What is that? It's the day that you buy presents for your boyfriend and girlfriend, but it's not Valentine's Day. I didn't know what it was when I moved to Indiana from Massachusetts. It's definitely a localized thing, but I know a lot of people who celebrate that. And it's just like anything, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Daughter's Day. It's National Dog's Day. There's a day every day of the year now where you're supposed to buy something or post a picture of something to promote buying stuff for other people. Right. Absolutely. These money hungry motherfuckers. <laughs> Every single one of them. But if we're talking about like just the spirit of Christmas in general, before I get into some really dark stuff about Saturn and anyways, top three favorite Christmas movies. Mine are National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Shitter was full! Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. And... I do like the Muppets is a Muppets Christmas Carol is a runner up to Jim Carrey's. And then I really love It'll Come to Me. I like Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I would consider that a classic as well. Four o'clock, wallow in self pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. 5.30, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I want the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? He's He's got some really good Christmas movies, but I'm going to go with National Lampoons, Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol, followed by the Muppets, and... Jim Carrey's Grinch. Jen, what are your top three faves? So, oh, what about A Christmas Story? Did you ever see that one? Oh, are you I too fucking hate that? that movie so bad. You know what? <laughs> oh. Fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. Oh, it's so good. I'm a lot older than you, though, so I don't know. Yeah. That's like what I grew up with. And I mean, that little like dumb fucker. 
the old school. <laughs> yeah, he was retarded, but whatever. Um, you'll shoot your eye out. So um, remember the original Claymation weird Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yes! yes! I love and that. Snowman. Those were the best. I don't watch them anymore, and I don't even know if they're on anymore. But I have such fond memories of watching that when I was a kid. Yeah, right, I do too. I'm, I'm going those. to replace Jim Carrey's Grinch with um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town because that one had that song that was like... Put one foot in front of the other And soon you'll be walking across the floor Put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door. Put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, okay, so that all right, Jen. What else you got? Claymation. Oh, you got, yeah. you got a Christmas story. Yeah, Frosty, Rudolph, and Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, and a Christmas oh, and story. Frosty. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, Frosty. Frosty's a good one too. A lot of good songs in that one. I like too. Rosie, what what are your top three faves? Um, I love Charlie Brown. You know, Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. It's just like so Classic. good. Yeah, just. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Everything about it just warms my heart. The Grinch, the original Grinch. And, um, oh, this one's so embarrassing. Because Nico's like, I can't even believe you make us watch this. But it's called A White Christmas. And it is like That's a musical. One? With yes. like Bing Crosby? Yeah. I oh, love wow. I love yeah. it. That's a Because classic. I would watch it with my grandparents. And like, I was like a little dancer growing up. So like, I was like, I want to nail these moves. Like, I was so like into it. I was so yeah. like dorky when I was you know what I mean I still am but like you know what I mean like that was like my thing like I thought it was so cool and the dance moves and I make them all watch it I have mm-hmm. two boys and Nico and he's like well, I was just like please mom like let's watch White Christmas <laughs> <That's not. laughs> alright like this is the most screwed up Christmas movie I've ever seen but anyway it's my <laughs> musical and they're like no <laughs> I know it's so weird but I oh love it God. and we're gonna have the hap hap Happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Nostalgic, you know? Yeah, like when they put it on Netflix, 
and I watched it and I was like, ah, but it, it would have been something I would have had to like watch as a kid and like love as a kid. Yeah. For me to like, you know what I'm saying? Like nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, no, I, that's a, that's a good classic. Where are you at, Teresa? Your top three. Um, well, I love some of the ones already mentioned, so I won't repick those, but if I had to pick now as an adult one of my favorite movies of all time not only a christmas movie is love actually you love basic. That oh no that's a God, good one Lisa. so good that's it's so, so sweet good. and it was around the time that like my husband and i got together so that's okay. like it's a special movie for me um I also love Charlie Brown Christmas. My whole family, we're obsessed with Charlie Brown and Snoopy. So my son is seven and still sleeps with a Snoopy plushie. Woodstock, I love Woodstock. (laughs) And I love Linus, like his conviction, like in the movies. He's he's just like, it's about giving and like whatever he says, his whole like monologue. Um, and there was there's a more recent one that I really loved called The Night Before. I don't know if you guys have seen I it. I love that one. It's so yeah. funny. It's with, like it's Seth Rogen. One. Honestly, it's a hilarious movie. I think I just caught it randomly on TV like a few years back, and I was like, "This is my favorite movie." I can just watch no, it over I and it. over. I love it. Are we supposed to uh, participate? No. Hallelujah. Not that kind of church. No. And like the weed dealer who magically appears, like mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> see you. I'll see you in two hours or whatever. And they're like, no. <laughs> like why? <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Good one. I like yeah. That. Yeah. What about? Okay, let me throw out some, some suggestions for you guys and the listeners. Did you happen to watch? What is it? What is it? I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was on Netflix and like she gets catfished and like she goes to meet the guy she's been talking to online and it's not fucking him. But of course, you know, they end up like falling in love in the end, but it's like not the person that she, I got to look for it now because I'm going to be mad if I don't. There's another one. Well, I love the holiday as well. That's the one with Cameron Diaz and Kate. Winslet. I like that one. It's oh, got it's got um um the Titanic girl in it. Yeah. And also last Christmas, I don't know if you guys have seen it with um Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Her and the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. I think it came um, out like in it's really it's a really sweet that. movie. Yeah, I saw it in theaters like right before COVID times in twenty nineteen. Okay, it's called Love Hard. And if you guys oh. have not watched that, it's such an amazing new Christmas movie. And I don't like new Christmas movies. Like I didn't like the one with fucking Kurt Russell. Fuck that shit. Um I Oh didn't yeah, my like my kids like that movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like any of that shit. And I liked um Love Heart. They got a new one. If you guys want to just talk about that for a second, coming out this Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. Who asked to see that bitch again? Keep bringing girls. That's where she belongs. (laughs) I think she just got married too. Well, why don't she enjoy her married life and just like do what she knows how to do and like stop trying to be? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know what? No one mentioned Home Alone. It's one of my faves. I don't even like Home Alone. Where are you guys on Home Alone? Oh my gosh. Well, my kids love that. And it's just like watching them 
like laugh like crazy and love like the scenes and stuff makes me like love it. You know what I mean? So totally. Yeah. It's something you had to watch as a kid. I watched it as a little kid, so I loved it. But if I was to if I watched it now, I'd you know, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't watch the same. But have you guys ever heard of the movie Die Hard being called a Christmas movie? Yes. I think it's a Christmas movie. <sighs> I think I've heard you say that before. Okay, what's your argument that it's not a Christmas movie? Try to change my mind. Okay, uh, it's not fucking about Christmas at all. (laughs) But there takes place in winter. (laughs) (laughs) Can we agree it's a hybrid? Sure, I'll go there. Just like Gremlins, by the way. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. He gets Gizmo as a Christmas gift. Okay. I never That's thought about that. Than yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I but I so the boys in my family again think that's a Christmas movie and I'm like, no. No, hell no. I watch it for Halloween and Christmas because I'm just like weird like that. It's a, definitely a hybrid. It's like it's like scary Christmassy, kind of like Krampus, like the movie Krampus. You could watch any time of the year because it's just like a horror movie. Um, you guys really aren't on that same page as me. Like National Lampoons has got to be in your top three. I'm not Have a big fan. I love that one. No, I love that one, but you picked it, Julia, so I just didn't want to mention it again, but I absolutely love it. I could watch that any day of the year. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. (laughs) Woo! No, me too. All the time. I watch it like 18 times during December because there's, and I have it memorized at this point, um, there's just too many iconic scenes in that. How old were you, Teresa, when you watched it for the first time? National Lampoons? Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Uh, I mean, I definitely was a kid when I watched it. One I actually haven't seen is A Christmas Story. I've never seen it. I triple dog dare you! Well, like you a, got in trouble with Jen just now. Because right? I know. <laughs> I know. I've seen it, like, you know, it's, I've seen it, like, on TV and, like, little, like, clips here and there. But I've never, like, sat down and watched it. I don't know. I like National Lampoon, but I don't love it. I don't know. They crack that fucking turkey open, and it goes. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you crying? I told you we put it in too early. Oh, it's just a little dry. It's fine. I told you. Like that, and the fucking thing opens up, and he's like. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. Save the neck for me, Clark. (laughs) That's a classic. Come on, you guys. But fun fact, the house that they used for a Christmas story is in Cleveland. And they still do tours of it. They got the leg lamp in the window. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Kind of close to, like, the neighborhood where I grew up. And, like, everybody would be like, eh. Christmas story house and I think some motherfucker actually still lives there but uh, that's just a fun fact now I know I brought up Krampus briefly just a second ago but I also want to touch 
on this whole Saturnalia celebration in honor of Saturn or Set, uh, who is the god of the underworld. Are you guys familiar with this at all? Brief. Yeah, I am a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That was what I kind of found when I was looking up the Mithras, because Saturnalia takes place right before it, and then Mithras's birthday is the 25th, and it's not exactly the same, but it's very close. And then it was all banned by the Romans. The Saturnalian was banned too? No, no, the Mithras stuff was. Just Saturnalia okay. kind of came in there I don't, I'm not as familiar with the um, Mithras, so... Well, it was a Roman why- cult, so then, but it came in, later it was banned, but it was this, like, weird Roman cult where they... They had crazy initiations. I'm surprised you didn't look into it. You should. But they had these weird initiations where they would only men, men only. So no conspiracy sleepovers allowed in the Mithras cult. Um, (laughs) But they would trick people. Um, The guy I listened to a historian talk about it. So he wasn't going dark or conspiratorial. But he was saying that um, they would initiate people by they would have someone lead them through each of the trials and he didn't really go into what the trials were, but a lot of them were trickery. So they'd have a huge sword that had a curved edge where they could look like they were stabbing someone in front of this person getting initiated, but they really weren't being stabbed at all. According to the historian, though, who's also an archaeologist. So who knows what he's trying to preserve? I'm not saying no one was killed. He also said there was an emperor who kind of maybe took it too far and maybe killed some people here and there, but he wouldn't go further into it. Ah, uh, just sweep those ones under the rug. No harm, yeah, no foul. Just the bodies. <laughs> December twenty fifth, right before Christianity, that was what they celebrated, and it was a military religion as well. It was something that soldiers celebrated. What do you think about them taking Jesus's birthday and making it this Mithraic? celebration so they could continue to do what they were doing under the disguise of we're doing this for you Christians but they really weren't Are, that's my feeling. Like what's happening right now though I feel like businesses took over Christmas they took over the meaning of Christmas back in the day obviously there weren't big corporations then but Christianity came in and you know under the church air quotes, they were just getting money from people and controlling people. So they said, oh, we're going to just confine everything. We're just going to consolidate it all into one religion. Here's a, it's Jesus. It's his birthday. It's the 25th. And here's what you can celebrate. Here's what you can't. And then they just took that power. And then, you know, later on down the road, corporations come into and make the Coca-Cola Santa Claus and take it over from there as well. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of how I felt about it too, because it was like, Looking into the Saturnalia thing, it's all of our, it's the mistletoe and the decking the halls with the holly, Hollywood, they love the holly, and Christmas caroling, I looked into it a little bit, but it was more of like um, like what Rosie was talking about, and then the stockings where they would fill it with like rice and beans or whatever for the, the horse. So that part I'm not too worried about, but it's there are some things about the Saturnalia that bothered me. And then we, so a lot of people say like the age of 
like Moses would have been Taurus, the bull, which is why they were, they were always engaged in like war. It was the golden calf worshiping and like Moses got really mad and he made him destroy it. And so he was the, the Taurus energy. And then we have Jesus who was supposed to represent Pisces and more peacefulness. And so if you look, Pisces season is February 18th to March 20th. And like Jesus is always represented by a fish. So to me, I would think his birthday would probably be in the springtime. But that's my research on it because... There was also, like, if you think about the desert, how cold it gets at night, there would have really been nowhere for Mary to give birth at without, like, severe hypothermia. If we're talking about December in the desert at night, which also makes me think he was probably born in the springtime. But I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Or you think it's close to December? Well, I'll just jump in real quick. I I think it's possible what you're saying for sure. In the Catholic Church, they do have what's called the Feast of the Annunciation, which is the day that the angel Gabriel supposedly told uh, the Virgin Mary that she was going to be, or asked her if she's okay with it. And she said yes, that she would be expecting with Jesus. And that's usually in March, so spring, that she's, okay. you know, with child. So that's why then, you know, I guess his birthday is clocked around December. I have heard other research where Jesus's birthday is probably actually more in the fall. And some people would argue that his birthday is actually some, maybe even September 11th. I've heard that too. Yeah. And that's that why it was 9-11, you know, maybe that's why they did it on that day. Or it's also sometimes considered the Egyptian new year on that day. So I always feel like, It's these symbols of like this ultimate heavenly battle, this cosmic battle of like the good and the evil. And it's like a move and a counter move. And they just keep, they always are like in competition with each other. That's why sometimes when I think like people say, oh, well, the Christians piggybacked on pagan traditions. Yeah, possibly. Because maybe they wanted to put their stamp on it and say, you know what? You guys want to celebrate this? We consider this evil. So we're going to put our like claim to it. We're going to claim it for the good like the date itself even too yeah even the date itself so they may be like okay well instead of september let's do jesus birthday on mithras birthday and just stick it to the mithras cult or stick it to the saturn worshippers. <laughs> you know <laughs> sometimes i think i think that yeah. as opposed to the other way around where people think oh the pagans were like uh, copulating Christianity and if you celebrate Christmas you're celebrating demons and like I don't buy that honestly. The Saturnalia stuff. Yeah I really I really don't buy it personally. Maybe that just makes me feel better. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? Yeah I mean they definitely had some of these like things that they were doing that they contributed to the Saturnalia thing. Which, by the way, I found this really cool thing about why did it go from Father Christmas and St. Nicholas to Santa Claus? And it was like Saturn Claus or like Satan Claus. And that freaked me out a little bit because, you know, Santa Claus doesn't sound anything like Father Christmas or St. Nicholas. So... 
But isn't Santa like saint? Yeah, like sa- Santa could be uh, the word for holy or like, yeah, when you refer to a saint. I don't know if it's the word. Is it in Latin as well? But it is in um, like Spanish, <laughs> you know, yeah, or like Italian. Santa Maria or something like that. Like it's yeah. like um, like a title almost like Saint Claus as in like Saint Nick Claus. Yeah, like in Latin, the word for saint is sanctus. Would be or be holy, right? So I'm assuming that it comes from that word, right? So, so right. It's Satan, Satan, you know, an anagram, like right? the word magic or whatever, Satan claws. It could be, or maybe, <laughs> maybe like the idea that I was saying before, where like these two figures got put into one figure, where it's mm-hmm. like Krampus and Saint Nick became Santa Claus, holy mm-hmm. claws, you know, like yes. who knows. Right. I agree. Um, and then I also read that to avoid detection and make it look like they were celebrating Saturnalia, Christians started hanging holly wreaths around their homes and like on their door. And then eventually as pagans decreased, holly became a symbol of Christmas instead of Saturnalia. But if we're talking about like the Mithras thing, is Mithras good or bad? Jen, do you know? Is this like the good one? It was neither, in my opinion. I didn't make any judgments on it. It just seemed like the sun god they were celebrating. They were soldiers. They were just praying to something for strength. It didn't, it seemed like it was good to them. I didn't find anything crazy related to it. And I tried. I'm sure there's research out there. I was working today. I'm not the best researcher. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I'm sure there's bad shit out there about it, but I found it and and just what I saw, it just seemed like another generic god to worship that could be taken as good or bad, depending on who you were at the time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rosie? What do you think? Is this is this good or bad or neither? It's interesting because, again, like Jen said, I I couldn't find anything that was so evil, evil about it. And one story that I found that it it was funny the way (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, it was about the Christmas tree. But so evergreen, you bring into your home, you know, a pagan tradition to bring fertility and things like that. Um, And to like bring new life during the darkness of winter. So that's where it came from, right? Mm-hmm. And, but then in Germany, um, about 723, uh, there is an English missionary called Saint, I want to say Boniface was his name. Mm-hmm. And he said he encountered pagans preparing a sacrifice at an oak, at an oak tree. So they were, it seemed as though, but the way it was written was like, he felt as though it seemed as though they were preparing for a sacrifice near an oak tree. You know what I mean? It was like, it was written like that. It wasn't like for sure. He saw them sacrifice babies by this oak tree. <laughs> it was like, he saw, yeah, he, he uh, seemed to see. I, I think there was a sacrifice happening over there. So, and I thought it was interesting because it was an oak tree. But so where's the evergreen coming in? So no, I, I, I haven't found anything that's like, struck like was like oh my god that's just horrible i actually found it more like pure and what my take on it being an old catholic gal um 
I feel as though it just they they just tried to excuse my language just fuck it all up and make it look twisted Mm -hmm. and maybe it is but I have this like idea in my head that it's not as bad as it really they want to make it sound because why would they adapt all of these traditions Mm -hmm. why would why would they do that then the Christians if it was devil worship and sacrifice oh but let's just let's keep all those traditions let's just call it something different and That's another thing up. that I'm just to go along with your point is like intention. So mm-hmm. if you're intentionally doing something like dark arts with these elements, then yeah, it is fucked up. But if you're innocently being like, I'm just going to go Christmas caroling and hang a stocking or like whatever, it's all about kind of like your intent behind what you're doing. I know there is a big conspiracy around, like, the evergreen storage containers. Have you guys looked into that at all? No. About the company, right? Yeah, like, the big, like, like where they ship them on the big shipping container, like, the ships, and they're supposed to be full of, like, products and goods or whatever for, like, Walmart, mm -hmm. but they're not. They're full of kids. I have heard this, yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so... And the the company that they use is evergreen. So like those big, huge green containers. And it just says like evergreen across the side. If you crack one of those open, supposedly it's full of kids. And like this is how they're getting the kids across. Um, so is it evergreen also Hillary Clinton's like code name when code she was? Name. Yeah. 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 So the secret service again, it's all about your intent because the person who came up with the evergreen company could have just been like, I love trees, but then they've co-opted it and like used it for something dark. I put a tree up. I do all the stupid Christmas stuff. I watch my movies. I eat one too many snacks. I do it all. Um, and it was big for me as a kid because we put like a little train around the tree and the train had like little presents in it and it would go around the, and so what was the intent behind that? I have positive memories. I thought it was a beautiful, wonderful, like I felt nothing but love, everything like that. So I do think that there are aspects of our traditions that are pagan, but not in the way that they say like, Oh, you hung up a mistletoe, therefore, you like child sacrifice. Do you see what I'm saying? Totally. But if we're talking about, like, traditions or whatever, one of the... And families come up with their own, by the way. At least I know my family did. On Christmas Eve, that's when you crack open, like, a new fresh pair of pajamas. Did you guys do this? New Christmas jammies. Yep. On yes. Christmas Eve. Right mm-hmm. before. I give it to my kids like a little bit before Christmas so that it's ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Christmas Eve, yes. Now, are they actual Christmas jammies with like Santa Clauses on them? Or are yes. they like, all year round jammies? No, like they're festive. They're very festive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can see Jen wearing like one of those one piece zip up motherfuckers. <laughs> if I could find one in my size, I would wear it in two seconds. The big zip up? The um onesies? 
Yeah, where do you get those? Can you get those? Well, in adult girl, they got all oh, kinds. They got elves, like an elf one. They got like all kinds of. I got a reindeer one last year. It had bells on it and everything. <laughs> I'm going to Walmart tomorrow, and I will be on our next show video on Rockfin wearing that shit all December. Yes. Oh my god, Jen, you would freaking love it. You have to go to like the the like a women's adult jammy section, and they're they're everywhere over there. I got one. One year that even had a butt flap and on the front, it was like Santa Claus riding a unicorn shitting out presents. Oh my God, Julia. I am in love with this idea. Yes, I'm going it was to very this. fantastic. Right. I mean, and I I'm feel like it. Rosie and Nico are that family that has the couple's Christmas jammies, like where... <laughs> The mom and dad match and like the kids follow suit. They all have like Buffalo check fucking j- matching jammies That's from so Old Navy. Are you that family? Okay. Well, FYI, Nico loves to match and to like a- an annoying thing. Like, He'll be like, he's the type of guy that's like, what color are you wearing today? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I used to go along with it. And I'm like, no, like, we, we're we not doing that. But of course, hello. Like, but we yeah. have, like, usually, like, themed. Like, we have Harry Potter ones that are, like, all matching. But my favorite ones we got, like, a few years ago. And it said, like, Mama Bear, Papa Bear baby bear and something else like, like bear brother cub. bear bear cub that's what yeah it was like bear cub and it was so cute so the four of us had him but yeah no every year yes kind of we're like that mm-hmm. now we have to get them for the for the dogs this year for sure <laughs> the dogs <laughs> do you guys build gingerbread houses um we yeah maybe a little bit <laughs> oh my god you guys I got one at Walmart last year. I had never made one before. And I was so excited about it. It looked like a shit stack. And the fucking frosting was like all dried. I was trying to pipe it with that fucking $2 fucking piping bag. And it was horrible. Bling as it came out of the sack. You can't like buy the pre made ones. They're all shit. You know, like you have to, and it's so hard to make. Like a real one, but like we do it, you know, like idiots. Mm-hmm. Like the kids don't care. They just want to like eat it that night. And we're like, no, like it's <laughs> art. Like, you know, they care. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, those pre made ones are just, they're terrible. They yeah. always come out like dilapidated, like dilapidated, literally, <laughs> yeah. like, like the witch's house from Hansel and Gretel. Like, who <laughs> yeah. wants to see my fucking gingerbread house? I'm trying to think, like, what do you guys, what are some of the traditions that, like, Jane, what do you guys, do you have a special thing you do in your family? For Christmas? Well, we only, um, so Joe's kiddo, he's my stepson, so we only get him every other year. So every year that we do have him, we just try to visit as much family as we can. So we go from house to house and just kind of, you know, celebrate with everybody. And it's mm-hmm. more of just running him through seeing everybody, unfortunately. Um, it's still super fun. And then, you know, we do the traditional Christmas Eve. They get to open one present, sometimes two or three, depending on how conniving they are um, <laughs> and how generous we're feeling. And then Christmas morning, we oh, uh, we do make a breakfast. We do a Christmas breakfast oh, every Christmas year. That's something breakfast. different, like uh, something that I can put in the fridge overnight, like an 
like a breakfast casserole or mm-hmm. like a French toast or something you can stick in the fridge. And then we have that. And then on Christmas Day, we just kind of veg for a little bit after we open presents and everything and then do the whole running around thing. It's still fun. It's just nothing super special. It's just more of a hanging out, spending time together while we can. That's cool because you won't realize it now because like we're all grown and like some of the magic is gone for us. But kids are so like in the moment, the smallest thing they'll like remember forever. Some of the stuff that I did for Christmas as a kid, I still, I don't have kids myself, but I feel like I'd be one of those moms where it would be exactly, I would try to like recreate what happened for me for the kid and kill myself doing it and be miserable over it but the kid would be happy you know what I'm saying and I think that's what it is as adults it's like you just try to like make it as magical as you can family and spending time and like doing stuff but the parents are like up at 3 a.m fucking taping shit and fucking wrapping boxes and fucking I have that problem myself because I'm a last minute rapper I put shit in the closet and I'm like I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and it's like Christmas <laughs> tomorrow so now I gotta fucking wrap fucking shit I can to let the people at the mall wrap my shit I don't know about you guys. I'll pay an extra five bucks and let them fucking wrap this shit. I used to rap when I was, when I was little, it was like a little side business. I had wrapping. Wrapping? Oh, smart. My grandmother taught me how to rap. She was like an amazing (laughs) gift Mm -hmm. wrapper. Mm -hmm. And we would literally like go around, collect things throughout the year that were on sale. And then um, at Christmas time, I would have a little side hustle when I was like a little kid. I was like the the, rap, the rapper of the neighborhood. Like everyone would pay me to wrap their gifts. Oh my God. It's something okay. I love doing. It's I have smart. a question for you then because I'm a loose rapper and I hate that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> presents look like a shaggy diaper (laughs) oh my goodness okay okay let's say i just have like a box with like a mug in it i put one side tape other side tape and then i make like two triangles and then i fold that triangle down and then i flip this triangle up and i put one tape in the middle okay so what i do is i go into the sides first fold in Okay, then down. Yeah, then down. Then up. Tape. 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 Sides go in first. Oh, I don't do that triangle because then you're going to be, you are, you're going to have a saggy diaper there. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, you got to keep that shit tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I like it. That's how I like it. Yeah. Unfortunately, like. It's not a spectacle at my house when, like, people come over and I have, like, gift wrap under the tree. They're like, oh, my God, it's actually wrapped. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely did that shit. I'm not taking credit for that. (laughs) That's so funny. That's awesome. I I hope that helps. (laughs) Yeah, I I have some inspiration, though, because I've been looking at some, like, Obviously, the demons on my phone that listen to everything I say recommend stuff and it'll be like, watch this TikTok where they wrap a perfect present and it's perfectly Hobby Lobby with the bow and like the little sticker and it's so perfect. And I'm just like, 
oh my God, like, how do you have time to even do all of this? Like, they have like matching papers and matching ribbons and the bows are all perfect. Uh, mine was like literally one's Rudolph, one's like an outdoor scene, one's like Santa paper, one of them's like peanuts paper. Like, I just have fun with it at this point. I have paper left over from like five years ago. I still need to use <laughs> not even in style anymore but whatever i'm going to use it totally Mm -hmm. is there any christmas spiracies that you guys want to get out before we um wrap up though for the night any christmas spiracies or traditions or anything like that that i forgot besides hot chocolate what's the conspiracy with hot chocolate uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like a big, like a sugar push, like Christmas is oh. like a big sugar push. Which it totally is. To like you, you wouldn't drink a Coke on Christmas anymore, but it's they're still getting you because it's cookies, cocoa, bit of Debbie's. I don't know. Whatever you guys do for you know what I'm talking about. Like it's a big sugar push. Nobody can start their diet on Christmas. You know. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, yeah. like in Canada, you guys get like a reprieve because your Thanksgiving is months before your Christmas. But yes, for us, it's like a one-two punch. You can't even diet, try to diet during. Yeah, the you guys just have a whole holiday season. But so we have Thanksgiving, October, then Halloween, then you know the Christmas slowly starts to creep creep in and ramp up. So it is just like a sugar season. And, you know, it's also cold and flu season. Coincidence? I think not. I think, like, I've heard pediatricians say, like, their office visits go way up right after Halloween. Because, you know, the sugar slows our immune system. And then we're trying to detoxify. And and that makes us feel like we're sick. Oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So is it cold and flu season or is it just... Sugar season. Sugar season. Right? Oh, God, for me, so it never ends because it's like, like you said, it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. My birthday is January 17th. My oldest son is January 30th. My little guy's a week after that, February 6th. No. Oh, it's like nightmarish. Like, I'm like, I can't, like, ever catch up. Like, How I was... How much fucking cake do you consume? It's Rose? horrible. And like, you're it's so horrible. thin. What the fuck are you doing with the cake? Like, just taking a nibble and just being done with it? Because I couldn't eat cake 17 times in a row. It's <laughs> so hard. Like, I was calling around for birthday places today for my son's February birthday. I'm like, I have to get ahead of it because once the holidays are over, like, last year, I, like, forgot. And it's like my birthday. I was like, fuck. You're like, oh, yeah, sweetheart. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, your birthday. Yeah. So we pulled that one out of the box quick. But yeah, like, no, today I wanted to be like prepared ahead of time because it's stressful. All that mm-hmm. shit at once, you know? But yeah, no. It's... I'm in a similar boat because it's, for me, I do like the whole Halloween thing. I The whole month of October, I'm like doing stuff. And then immediately after that, a small break, Thanksgiving. And then my birthday is November 30th. So they always celebrate my birthday on Thanksgiving because they're like, we're already together. So 
we'll just you know and then it's christmas and new year's and i feel you i like new year's actually a lot because we get we just get dressed up we go out for like a steak dinner and then we do that what's that what's that song oh old lang syne yeah old lang syne i think it's called or something yeah yeah i always think of this scene from Forrest Gump every New Year's when they're like at the bar <laughs> with Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so Jin, some closing thoughts here. If you were to say one to ten, how much you love Christmas, the whole traditions, everything, are you right in the middle? You're like a five, six, seven. Where are you at? Do you love Christmas? Oh, I'm a 10 for sure. I love Christmas. Absolutely love it. I think it was all of the traditions are rooted in goodness. I believe maybe there was some weird crap in way back in the day when people were not as, you know, um, refined as they are now, if you will, you know, people are better. I think that we get together, we gather, we celebrate. It's all about love. I know there's the whole, you know, you want to buy presents and all that, but it's out of love. And I think it's beautiful. I absolutely love Christmas. 10 out of 10. Favorite holiday for sure. 10 out of 10. Yep. I, uh, I love Christmas too. Rosie, are you a Christmas 10? I love it. And again, it's mostly because my kids, I just love seeing them so happy and excited. So it like renewed a new thing inside my soul for it, you mm-hmm. know, like, so yeah, I think again, it is, it's just all about love, you know, for us. How early do they get you up though? Oh, Christ. I mean, the little one is like, I think it was like 4 a.m. last year. No, he's got to go to bed. It's terrible. Like, we had just gone to bed at like 2. And we're like, no, he's not here yet. You got to go. No. Yeah. Got to go back to bed. He's not here. Yeah. You guys block the hallways or anything? We used to block the hallways for our kids because that's what my parents did. They would decorate it with tinsel and stuff and they put chairs all down the hall so that we couldn't get to the Christmas tree and we knew we'd be screwed if we messed with the chairs so we didn't and we did that for our kids so they can't get to the chairs but they'll patiently wait by him and kind of look and see that's cute oh all right nice I know you have little ones too Teresa so I mean are they like 6 a.m running down the hall screaming they used to be yeah they're getting a little growing out of that a little bit now they are 10 and 7 now so like it's funny to see them kind of like mature even like this coming christmas i like the things they've asked for it's very few but it's very pricey so i'm like Mm -hmm. uh like their their wants are changing so it's interesting but i i i like you know that it gives us an opportunity to create our own little traditions as family um and just like yeah like the last few years we've really scaled down on like the material part and I try to I try to bring to life like you know more spending time together that's important and giving to others and emphasizing that part so it's nice I forgot to ask you what your what do you rate though Christmas for you <sighs> well I mean it is JC's b-day traditionally so I have to I have to rank it high but honestly it's not my fave as as a mom I find it way too stressful and now I get like grossed out when I see like people really emphasizing like the commercial aspect of it it's like bothersome to me 
or even like play such a Grinch, like giving and receiving gifts. I'm just like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of a Grinch in that way. Too. I'm like, mm, I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather give a gift than, than get one, to be honest. But I do love like little traditions, like me and my mom always make like these Italian cookies called pizzelles, pizzelle. Oh, yeah. We always do that together like in December. Um, we take our kids usually skating on Christmas Eve, like somewhere outdoors, if the weather permits, oh, being, you know, awesome. in the frozen that. north. <laughs> oh my God. Like you can ice skate. Yeah, man. Of course. I'm yeah. in Oklahoma. We have like green fucking Christmas. Oh, yeah. You can usually skate. I mean, depends. Sometimes it's a green Christmas here too, but usually you can skate or like the last few years, my husband's done a rink in the backyard and done like, you know, twinkly lights and. It's super oh cute. But sometimes we'll take we'll take them down to like City Hall, like this big, like, you know, very Toronto, the Toronto <laughs> like tourist spot. Go skating there. We look at like all the shop windows of like the big department store, Hudson's Bay, it's called. So it's mm-hmm. it's cute. Yeah. To see it through their eyes is very nice. And I I am a Grinch like you in the way of like the gift giving. I'm like literally like the Grinch, but my heart does grow. Like when I see people open the things for them, you know, so I would say like, I'm like an eight on it. It definitely was a 10 when I was a kid, but, and I, I just want to selfishly ask you guys this before we wrap up. Do you find it changed after you got married? Everything kind of changed after that. Cause you have to like incorporate that other person's idea of what's supposed to be going on and like mesh your families together because selfishly I want to be like my family Christmas Eve and Christmas but then you have to split it and be like all right we'll do Christmas Eve with your people this year maybe we'll do it with my people next year but I don't know do you feel it's a compromise for sure yeah yeah so you you agree with that then Rosie like you feel like Mm -hmm. it kind of changed a little bit oh yeah I mean of course you know it's like all of a sudden you're like you do you selfishly want to be like just stay home on Christmas Eve wake up at your parents house like you're not a kid anymore now you have like a guy to like cater to (laughs) you know like his family like you that's like another thing and not it's not always like we like for Thanksgiving I'm I love it because both of our families get together um and we always host I love that but Christmas isn't that way so it's like okay this year are we going to do Christmas Eve with your parents or my parents Christmas Day who are we going to be with you know what I mean so it's like yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's stressful you know and you don't want to hurt feelings yeah, That's like the why, hardest thing. why do you guys always go to her parents? Mm. Yeah, it's annoying yeah. In that way, you know. Yeah, it okay. becomes a thing. It. W- I remember my brother and his wife had drama with that every year because her family would like never compromise on like what day they were always Christmas yeah. Day and like that was it. But like I'm really blessed. Like I, I do remember the first year we were married at Christmas. It was kind of like oh, that's it? Like, when it was just us on Christmas morning, I was like, oh, we opened, like, two presents to each other, and I was like, mm, I guess we're it's over. <laughs> it's so over. But um, it's funny, I'm actually really lucky my in-laws are very chill, and they don't even, like, see us on Christmas because it's so busy. They're like, we'll just see you on the 28th, or, like, whatever. Right, do a later Christmas? Yeah, or, like, we go there for, like, New Year's Eve or day or whatever, you know? 
Well, that's cool because they don't like put pressure on you to be like, no, I want the kids over here. Yeah. No, they're super chill, which is really nice. So I'm blessed. Like, and then my family's like, all right, I guess we get to to the eve and the day and just monopolize everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so, and I mean, Jen, you probably can agree with that too, or, or maybe not. I live, I live 3000 miles away from my family. I live in California now and they all live in Massachusetts. So I don't have to compromise, but I would love the opportunity to, I, (laughs) I never see my family on Christmas anymore. So there's no arguing, but so it's pretty chill. Do you FaceTime at least like, Hey everyone. Oh yeah. I always call my family on Christmas for a minute, but there's a huge time difference too. They're three hours ahead. So by the time we're ready to go to dinner, they're already winding down and getting kids ready for bed and stuff. So we make it work though. It's cool. But there's no argument over what we're doing on Christmas. It's just, we're doing this. So it is a lot easier. Well, I was going to say that almost is like a default. Like you, there's nothing to talk about. That's just how it is. But even on Thanksgiving, and I'm a big Thanksgiving person because I'm such a glutton. I just love food so Mm -hmm. much. and. I do. There's like a joke. I think it was Bill Burr or somebody. And he was like, I wanted to kill myself over a pie or something. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Sounds funny, though. Because he was like, people put so much pressure on you. Like, you got to come over for Thanksgiving and like the whole family's going to be there. You know, you have to see all these people you haven't spoke to all year. And he was like, they just told me to bring a pie. And I was like, okay, I can handle that. Like, I'll bring a pie. And he was like, it got to that morning. He forgot to bring, buy a pie. And nothing was opened, obviously, because it was Thanksgiving. And he was like, they gave me one task. And I <laughs> fucked it up. And I just want to fucking kill myself over this fucking pie. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Because, I mean, it is one of those things where on Easter, it's like you never talk to your great aunt Nessie. But on, on Easter and Christmas and Thanksgiving, you're like, she's going to be there. She's going to ask me why I never call, why I never come around. But I don't know. The The holidays are bittersweet. Lots of money and lots of calories later. And then we have to all do a colon cleanse for New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> so no, true so rosie tell us what's going on with the upstate unconventional podcast well right now we're trying to figure it all out <laughs> i think i threw a wrench in the works by joining um no don't you dare say I, that. <laughs> well i i think we're gonna start recording again he said tonight after this show we're gonna do an episode so we'll see but i still hear little voices down there so i don't know how far that's gonna get us Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm very excited about, you know, being on it and adding a little bit of a different perspective to everything. Um, yeah. And we're just super excited to get some people on our show. I have a recommendation for you. I'll have to text you after we get off of here, but if anybody wanted to like reach out to you to come on the show, can they just find, uh, find you on Instagram? Oh yeah. Yep. Rosie dot. Uh, quartz underscore that's me or just go to right to uh, upstate unconventional and then you can find me right in uh, nico's bio too there and they just send you a dm like hey i've seen bigfoot i want to tell you about it yeah yeah absolutely no that would be great 
I love the paranormal stuff. So I, I really am glad that you jumped on the show. So don't be talking shit about yourself. <laughs> I, love, I love the energy that you bring on to the show. Oh, thanks. And um, Jen, what's going on with Legit Bat Podcast? Hey, uh, we've had a couple really cool guests recently. The episodes just dropped. We had Crow Triple Seven and Howdy Mikowski on One Day Apart, which was pretty cool, but they're really good interviews. I couldn't make the Crow one, so it's just my husband, Joe. Um, we have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, not a whole lot for December, though. We might not take a break, but slow down a little bit. Just enjoy time with family, but who knows? Um, I don't always know what's going on either. My husband, Joe, pretty much runs the show here. I'm just the wife on the side. Um, but you can find our show on Rockvin, anywhere podcasts are found. And then we have a pretty cool Instagram, legit bat at Instagram. And he, uh, my husband makes these memes that just fucking cause division or love. It's right. one of the other, so go check yeah. it out. They're hilarious. I think they're great. Some people get real triggered about it, but they're pretty good. Well, when you when you post anything, you trick you have like a possibility of triggering someone. Like I, I'm pretty sure I trigger people, and I'm not even trying to trigger them. Oh, like, you know he's never I'm... trying either. It's all for comedy, and comedy right. just comes from the place of this is supposed to be funny. But some people just get super upset, and he has this awesome way of addressing the trolls. Where he'll t- every person I've seen him talk to will end up either direct messaging him and apologizing, not because they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. They're just like, you know what? His comments cause them to reflect on themselves. I was just telling him this the other day. He doesn't attack them back or say like, fuck you. It's supposed to be funny. He just causes them to look inwardly and say like, hey, you know what? I was being a dick there. And maybe your post was supposed to be funny. And Mm because it's not offensive, you know, but people just get so upset. And he has a way of shutting them down and then making new friends. So come on over to our Instagram, people. Yeah, it's it's like the spirit of Christmas. We're all friends here. We all just are spouting off and just talking, trying to be um, conspiracy warriors out here. So I think it's really funny. But I mean, it, people get triggered by like, you could post a picture of like sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie. And they'll call me, and be like, you've offended me because I like both of them. And you make me choose like. <laughs> you're upsetting my mental disorder you're bringing up my sweet potato trauma <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so Suck. it's like such a sensitive culture uh, but no so Teresa, what's going on with the spiritual gangsters podcast spiritual gangsters is good you know it's pretty i mean relatively new we're still in like you know within our first year or i think like first six months or something mm-hmm. um but it's great you know we always have cool guests on good discussions um, I also co-host on the NY Patriot show. So there we get a little bit more weird with the occult and it's great. I love yeah. those discussions. Yeah. So yeah. it's fun time. Yeah. That's how I first met you. I went on a New York show and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, because I was really nervous and it, just your presence there made me feel a little bit comforted because I'm glad <laughs> New York can be like very like down to business and just kind of like looking at you telling your story and you're like oh fuck like I'm really scared and you were like throwing in questions and stuff so it, it just breaks up like New York Patriots great but he'll be like yeah. oh hang on a second that number and I'm like 
<laughs> like what is he gonna tell me I don't even know yes. yeah no yeah. it's it's great I think that you know he wanted to bring on a female co-host to kind of like you know have that mm-hmm. dynamic more on his show so I'm happy to do it and he helps me on spiritual gangster so we just have a good rapport and always have a good time hanging out yeah for sure and I love that I love your guys's energy together, and I love your little <laughs> Zumba videos when you post them. I oh my god! No, I'm embarrassed. When you do your Zumba, I love yeah. your Zumba videos. Thanks, girl. Yeah, no, I do. I used to teach Zumba more pre-COVID times. Uh, now I just do it once a week, and it's it's lots of fun. I did take a little break because my hip was hurting me. I'm like, I'm getting old. <laughs> Oh no. I was like, my hip is not recovering. I was only one class a week. I teach like five, six a week. And now I'm like, I can't do one. Oh my gosh. All right. Shameless plug. You can check out Kelly Fit Shizzle for some turmeric drops. Oh, yes. There we go. I might need it, honestly. You need some liquid gold in your life. I do. It's crazy. But, but yeah, it's lots of fun for sure. Yeah, I love the Zumba videos. But um, thank you, ladies, so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And to all the listeners, thank you so much. And we will catch you on the next one. Christmas is the time of year for being with the ones we love. Sharing so much joy and cheer What a wonderful feeling Watching the ones we love Having so much fun I was sitting by the fireside Taking a walk through the snow Listening to a children's choir Singing songs about Jesus The blessed way that he came to all us Why can't it Christmas